0: Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown. You know, my mission for this podcast, my business, and even my life is to help my LGBTQ plus family turn their hurting into healing and their healing into happiness. With this podcast, I try to do that in a couple of ways. On wednesdays i produce what i call table talks that's either solo episodes or me bringing in fabulous guests to talk about all types of subjects related to the community on friday well those are solo episodes and i call those bible talks that's just yours truly sitting down with a bit of scripture interpreting it as accurately as i possibly can and then sharing some practical application for life now two disclaimers if i may please Number one, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Disclaimer number two, the views expressed on this podcast are either those of myself or my guests, and they should be considered as such. So grab that cup of coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown, and I really do appreciate you listening to the Coffee with Keith podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for those honest five-star ratings. If you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, would you take a moment if you haven't already and give it a five-star rating, maybe just to send us a two of recommendation. It certainly does bless me, and it also helps the algorithm know that there are people like you who need to hear this podcast. So thank you. That's a practical way that you can help this podcast. Another way is to consider being a monthly contributor, just $5 uh Patreon member and it's it's something that I just mention periodically if you can help the with the uh, hosting of this podcast, I would appreciate it. And you can do that by just simply being a Patreon member at $5. Um, if it's a one-time gift, that's okay. If it's a uh, every month thing, I would be appreciative of that as well. But you can check it out. Just go to e- K- DJ Keith Brown on Patreon and you can do that for five bucks. Thank you so much for that. All right, let's get to the matter today. And today I want to talk about the three elements of self-compassion for the LGBTQ plus person. Now, let me tell you up front that these are not mine. These are Kristen Neffs and uh, the great Brene Brown, who is um, an expert in the field of shame and has done extensive research, who I admire greatly. And uh, and probably some of you are very familiar with her work as well. She's a great uh, resource for all things related to shame, especially. So, um, One of the things that those of us who are in the LGBTQ plus community deal with at times is a feeling of shame. And I want to talk about that periodically, this idea of shame and how we deal with it. But today I wanted to to share with you these three elements that Kristen gives us about showing ourselves self-compassion. And, and I think they're important. And again, they are hers, so I want to give her full credit for them. But they are these, all right? So let's give the three elements. So let's talk about them a little bit. And then I just want to share a thought or two about each one of them, if I may. The first is this. Practice self-kindness over self-judgment. Practice self-kindness over self-judgment. Now, let's be honest, for most of us, or for many of us at least, when we are dealing with shame and we are dealing with trauma as a result of the abuses that we have experienced in our life regarding the identity that we have, oftentimes that begins to permeate our subconscious thinking. It becomes to be part of our belief system about ourselves. We begin to own the things that have been said to us, and we begin to think that what they say about us is true, and it changes what I call the I am. Now, I believe, and I teach this in my my courses, I teach this in in my work, in my coaching, that getting clear on the I am and getting purposeful about the I am is significant to our healing and our happiness. So under this this heading of Christians about practicing self kindness over self judgment I think this is a really good place to practice the I am statement. What do I mean by that? Well, I believe that we do have this general idea about who we are. And the whole idea of shame is that you know I am bad versus I did something bad is how Renee would say it. But basically, I I, I talk about the fact that we have been in a situation where we believe about ourselves things that probably, probably aren't true. And because we have held on to those beliefs, they have affected us in ways that we live out in insufficient to be everything we want to be. They hold us back. So I I always want to get my people, my clients, my friends, the people that I am working with, to use productive I am statements. So what do I suggest you do? I, I I'm a big stickler on index cards. I know that we have all the fancy apps, and I know that we're on our mobile phones, and I know we have all these things that we can use and the tools and all that. And I, you know, I appreciate all of those, and I use many of them in my work in my life. But when it comes to healing, I'm sort of old school, and I guess it's partly because I'm not young anymore, but I do believe in some of the old techniques and the old ways. So uh, when it comes to healing, I love index cards. I think they're effective. And so I want to suggest that you take an index card, and I want you to spend a little time creating an I am statement for yourself. I am and begin to write. You're going to rework this statement. It might even be a good journaling exercise to sit down and write out, I am. This is not a time to get all over yourself. This is not a time to beat yourself down. This is not a time to think about all the problems that you are or all the bad things you may think about yourself right now. It's it's really to get honest with who you truly are. And it's, it's a chance for you to begin to to be kind to yourself, as Kristen says, practice self-kindness. So begin to write out this I am statement about I am, and begin to be positive about who you truly are, what you are, how you are, the strengths you have, the gifts you have, (laughs) the, the nice aspects of your being that are you. Put those down. Create an I am statement. And it doesn't have to be long. I think that Perhaps the more concise that we are in this, maybe even the better. And as I often tell my clients do, take that index card and tape it to your bathroom mirror. And when you go into the bathroom each morning and night to brush those toothies of yours, I would love for you to look at that I am statement and let it sink in. Read it out loud if you can or to yourself if you can't and begin to just use that I am statement on a daily basis to begin to rewrite your thinking about yourself. This is a technique that I teach when relation to our trauma and our shame. So I think it's that important. So I'm just sharing it with you now. I'm letting letting this out right now because I want it to help you. I want it to make you feel better. So. Again, going back to her first element of self, um, self compassion, practice self kindness and not self judgment. I think the I am statement is a is a good way to do that. It's a good way to practice that. Okay, what is the second practice? Practice common humanity over isolation. Now, I I fully support her her on this one because I know that when we are dealing with our trauma and our shame, and in life in general. We need what I call the circle. We need those people who are part of our lives to help encourage us and help us be accountable and people who can feed into us when we need it. People that can lift us up when we're feeling low and vice versa, by the way. It's people that we can pour into because part of the healing process is to give others you know, benefit and give them love and give them health because that's one of the ways that we heal is by doing and being for other people. So I believe in the circle. And and what she's saying here is that isolation is a horrible way to deal with shame and trauma. It really is. We even see this as a result of COVID. What did COVID do? It made us all stay hunkered down. It made us all stay inside. It made us not be able to get around friends and family and other people, it shut churches down. It shut businesses down. It shut social circles down. It 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 just made us so isolated as a worldwide group of people that we have seen devastating results of that isolation. So if that's the case in a global pandemic, then certainly it is the case when we are dealing with shame and trauma. Do not isolate, my friend. And I know, I know that I know that when we are hurting, for many of us, the thing that we want to do is just get in our own little protective cocoon, if you will, and just be there and be lonely and be quiet and be by ourselves and wallow in our hurt. And that is the worst possible thing that we can do. Now, we don't need to go out and be around a ton of people necessarily, but we do need to be around others when we are hurting or we're dealing with our shame. And here's the thing. One of the things I would also encourage you to do when you are selecting these people, this circle, um, and in fact, I I teach about the platinum partners. I believe that we all should have three platinum partners at a minimum. Those are the people who are most close to us. It's sort of like, uh, let me just draw from my my biblical background, my ministry background, because Jesus, if you remember, if you know anything about Jesus in the Bible, Jesus had 12 disciples. One of them went rogue, but then they replaced that one. But for most of his teaching ministry, his work, he had 12 disciples, but he also had the inner disciples, and he had those that were most close to him, those three. And I take that as an example of we need at least three people in our lives that are so true to us, so close to us, who can help us and pour into us. And we can be honest with, and they will be honest with us. Sometimes they need to tell us the hard things that maybe we may not even want to hear. And they tell us the things that if somebody outside of that circle were to tell us, we would take offense to. But when they are that close to us, and we know they love us, and they know we know they want the best for us, sometimes they can be honest to us in ways that we need to hear so it is that important. And one other thing that I would add here, if I may, when it comes to practicing this common humanity, it is also very often helpful to find relationship with someone who is going through or has gone through similar to you. So in this case, if we're talking about the LGBTQ plus community, which I certainly am, I would say it is very helpful and very useful to find at least someone who is part of the community who you can be close to, who you can talk to, who you can share with, who you can discuss certain aspects of life with. And I think that's going to be very helpful. And that's part of giving self-compassion to yourself. Okay. So to repeat, uh, we've done two thus far of, of Kristen Neff's three elements of self-compassion. Number one was practice self-kindness over self-judgment. Number two is practice common humanity over isolation. And then thirdly, she says, practice mindfulness, mindfulness rather than over-identification. Uh, In other words, awareness, not judgment. Awareness, not judgment. And I believe that this is where journaling can be so very helpful to us. And when I say journaling, I know a lot of people would go, "Oh, there's that word again. There's that J word. You know, it becomes a four-letter word, which it's not. But for some of us who struggle at times to journal, it sort of feels that way. But I do believe that, um, and 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 studies have shown us that journaling is a very helpful way that we grow, that we heal, and we thrive. So let me suggest to you three questions you may ask in this mindfulness practice rather than judgment practice. Number one, ask yourself this as you journal, how am I feeling right now? What are my emotions? What's being stirred up in me because of this situation, maybe, or this activity that I saw or this person's words that I heard, what emotions are being brought up inside of me right now? Again, no judgment. Just answer the question. How am I feeling? All right. Secondly, what was that thing that triggered these emotions? Again, this is not judgment. This is mindfulness. We're saying, okay, I feel this way. I really feel angry today, or I feel very frustrated today, or I feel less than today, or I feel whatever. And then we ask ourselves, what was the thing that triggered this feeling? What made me have these emotions? What was it that happened that fed this? And the reason that's important is not to judge it, but to understand it and be mindful of it because we then understand, hey, that's a trigger. That's something I I need to be aware of. That's something that would be useful for me to know because when that happens or someone does that or someone says that type of thing, it triggers me and causes this type of emotion. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm bad or I'm not going to judge because this emotion happens. Emotions happen naturally. And a lot of times, things that we have gone through do bring about emotions because of these triggers. But it's helpful for us to understand the trigger. What may have triggered this? And then the third question, what lesson can I learn? All right. So, again, let me repeat those. How am I feeling? What may have caused this feeling? And what's the lesson I can take from it? All right. Three simple questions, but I think they would be helpful as we journal in relation to our self-compassion. So, again, I want to thank Kristen Neffs for her wonderful um, three practices, three elements of self-compassion. I want to thank Brene Brown for all her work on shame and resilience and um you know, I, I I value both of these great teachers and 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 sharers of of information, and hopefully I uh, have shared something with you today that may help you as you go on in your life and you begin to heal your shame and trauma around your sexual identity. So until next time, my dear friend, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye bye. Well, there you go, my friend, this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.